Oh, hey, you want to be a patron? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kayla, you want to sign up for patreon.com? Yes. For only $3 a month. I know, $3 a month. You get a bonus episode every single week. You get the 10-minute gab fest. I may or may not talk about sex on these bonus episodes. Did you just say sex in real life? I said it. Kayla talks about sex all the time behind the mic, and then we turn on the mic, and all of a sudden she's like, what, what? did you say the word sex? Did you say S-E-N? You know you have a child, right? I love Jesus. <laughs> patreon.com slash hi my name is mom come uh subscribe and get all of the juice <laughs> why does juice sound gross <laughs> we have a guest co-host drinking spindrift <sighs> drinking spindrift shout out to spindrift is that a sponsor <laughs> it is okay yeah it's great thank you so much <laughs> real fruit tastes better okay so Brittany taylor is here with us today she's about to pop mm -hmm. isn't that a weird thing that people say because you do not pop you, there's no popping. There's no, there's no there's, popping sound. There's, eh, there's some cracking, but <laughs> I mean, I heard of a plug. <laughs> I imagine it to be. You like can a, come unplug. Like an it's old, true. like an old school plug, um, in like a <laughs> in like a shower, and you like pull it up. You know, like one of the chains. Yes, if only it had and the like the There's not. A, there's chain no it. chain. It just like <laughs> mucus. Oh, it's like slimy and brown. Oh, and I can't wait. See, I never went. Uh, well, we'll get there, but I never we'll went there. into labor ever. Never had the mucus plug come out. Never had a real contraction. Never had you never any. Had a real contraction. Never had dilation. Never had effacement. Um, oh. My body was basically like, we cook these babies and we keep them inside. Um, I know. Well, that apparently mine is too. I have zero effacement, zero dilation. I'm 38 weeks. But I don't know if that's, I mean, obviously it's It's normal. your first pregnancy. And I it could all happen really fast. Yeah. Tomorrow really? could yeah. be a different day. I know. Well, I, well PJ... Dad was like, I have a, I'm going to do a bachelor party. And I was like, it's a little late in the game. We have one week left. And I was like, fine, if I'm not dilated, you can. So on Saturday, he's going out with the boys. And I was like, watch <laughs> this be the day that everything slides downhill. Literally. But what a good story. Like what if he's trashing he in, in town? Hotel room? Yeah, they're just, they're just going to Nashville and just having like a, a staycation. They're calling a bachelor, like, like dad bachelor. That's really know? cute. I tried to throw Jonathan, um, a dad diaper shower oh, and like where that. everyone just, instead of gifts they, and I hired two poker dealers and I got poker tables and they were going to like play poker and I was really excited about it and then a pandemic happened and I had to cancel everything oh, <laughs> yeah so he you never know. he never got it but he's okay best laid plans well hey if they if the guys want to go out for a bachelor party there's always Saturday with BJ I love <laughs> that you're going to go into labor and he's going to show up and yeah. you're it's going to happen fast so oh, it's going to be so it's, what's, what's that movie uh, gosh what's the what's the wedding movie uh, the hangover it'll be like the, the hangover, hangover but like baby style oh my gosh like, that's hilarious someone's calling me like Brittany and I'm like where is he stuck so on like, I don't know but there's a tiger in the bathtub on the Thompson rooftop just like you know the tiger we're all gonna be at your house and the guys are gonna go out yeah yeah oh my gosh i love that oh my gosh um, Brittany taylor she's go. here okay we're here we've arrived we are wives entrepreneurs entertainers executives and at the end of the day we are all moms all at the same time and never in the same order <laughs> this is hi my name is mom a podcast about motherhood here are your hosts jen Corey, and kayla so jen is at home with her baby girl who doesn't feel well a little gi bug and we we like doing these episodes where I think the last time we did it, we had somebody who was almost due, our friend mm -hmm. Hayden. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're becoming a mom for the first time, there's a lot of questions that sometimes feel gross, random, weird. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the questions, I feel like you're very open, so you're probably way more comfortable asking things. <laughs> Kayla's walking out to get her Uber Eats. Oh, yummo. <laughs> She's stuck in the. Well, we live here, everyone. Oh my god! Uh oh, we can't get out. <laughs> We're having a baby. We're having a baby on the podcast. Okay. Well, we, at least we have internet. We can Google how to deliver baby. The I most like to... natural birth possible. <laughs> All recorded on the mic for you. I mean, well, you do come from reality television, so that would really be would, taken into a fit. whole other level. I know. I was like, do I do an OnlyFans and just like have a live of my birth? No, that'd be weird. <laughs> But hey, for $10,000, I don't know. I yeah, might, how much I might does someone it? want to pay you for this? <laughs> Are we talking about a college fund here? You know what? Just keep racking up the dollars. There we go. Give me badges. So anyone listening. Yeah, if you're if you're inclined, if you, <laughs> if you want a live birth, grand. you want a true live birth, $10,000 gets you free access. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I'm selling my birth on TV. No big deal. 
Highest bitter. I went for fajitas and you're talking about vaginas. Also, Kayla just walked in with the most food. I love it. We just got on this kick a few weeks ago where we just Why are we hungry during the podcast? I have no idea. And then we're eating on the mic and it's really... But but is also ASMR. Wait, people, 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 people. Oh, oh, you have no idea how Corey, big of a editing. thing that is in this podcast. No, that <laughs> I'm anyway. the annoying little sister. I feel like in the room <laughs> all the time. <laughs> hey, it adds character. I, is that thing on? Are you guys recording this too? No, that is not on. Oh. Not no, you're not on. I was camera. like, do you have a YouTube channel? I was, I look like. I mean, I I almost said a bad word on on the. You can like, do that. Oh, that's we, fine too. We beep. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, we used to record when we were on Zoom, and now we don't. So sometimes we we take pictures or do behind the scenes here and there, uh, but we just like to be able to hang out and talk and yeah. you know, you know, roll in here, here yeah. however we happen to look. Have at the, the voice and not the the face. That's yeah, the yes. Makeup. Because let's be honest, in mom life, usually it's just. I feel like you know. mom slash pandemic life, right? Like mm-hmm. I think pandem- the pandemic set me up for mom life. I'm like, I don't ever have to wear makeup. I can wear sweatpants. And when, now that we have all these great filters, okay. who needs makeup when you have Instagram yeah. filters? I mean, exactly. I'm like, look, I-, I can look hot when I want to. That's what got me pregnant. I'm good now. <laughs> So questions that come up, mm-hmm. there can be so many of them. So we just figured you might have some how many, questions. How many questions do I get? You can ask as many as you want. We'll try. We're, we're not good at not being chatty. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to keep our answers concise. Yes. Okay. Well, I found out today with my OB that most women tear, right? Yeah. So knowing that you may tear or, or C-section, your very first time having sex, does it feel like you're a virgin or does it hurt? Does it like, is it cool again? Me, pick me. <laughs> I can weigh in on the C-section, because, because on C-section like, sex we, after we, you. We like have this, uh, baby daddy and I were talking about, cause I, I have been, my libido has been through the roof this pregnancy. And I was yeah. like, is that normal? That yeah. I, I constantly want to have sex. And he was like, yeah. But now that we're in our third trimester, he feels a little weird about it because he thinks he's going to touch the baby's head. Or send me into labor. I don't know. <laughs> you know that labor. sex though can like the the actual sperm like going into your cervix mm-hmm. can stimulate labor. Well, I also heard that the it's the the contract or your orgasm can stimulate a contraction. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. It's the same muscles. So I, I guess we're in you know waiting until after the baby. Oh, and I will tell you, it's like oh, you don't have the, to wait. The, he wants to. It's his. It's his choice. You not have mine. to wait after. You don't want to wait. You have to wait after. You have to wait after. Yeah. Okay. So that's for the first time after. What does it feel like? If you tear. Yeah. Is it uncomfortable? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's not fun. I did. When does it start to feel good? (laughs) The third time? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about like the first time I ever had sex as an individual and I didn't really love it either. I would just enjoy all the sex you can now and Mm. then take it day by day after the baby comes. Because this doesn't sound fun. Well, here's the thing. And I I can, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for Corey, but you're so focused on this new little love that it really isn't that big of a deal that your sex life isn't this like amazing hot thing for a few months. It, it's like this weird, this baby gives you this weird little like love sprinkle, like blissful dust mm-hmm. that it's just, it's not that big of a deal that you think it is. Now I feel bad. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh, you're going to have a baby. It's going to be great. I'm like, okay, when do I get to have sex again? No, <laughs> I, I actually that's love valid. that. That's, I actually I love that's valid. how you feel. I, re- I always thought second trimester sex was the best. Oh, it was the best. Yeah. Because you've got all this. Okay. So like you get everything's engorged, right? You have 50% extra blood in your body, which means the sensations are like that much mm-hmm. more intense. Mm-hmm. And I just remember with my first being like, Wait, first trimester, I felt really sick. And all of a sudden, second trimester, I was like, this Ready is amazing. So I was always looking forward to it. Now, I will say I didn't always have that desire around where you are now. I love that you're still feeling that. I remember ha- trying to have sex and like trying positions. And Ty's like, I don't even know what to hang on to. And then I hold on to your belly and the baby kicks me, which is awkward. And then <laughs> oh and, and we were trying to have sex to stimulate labor. And it was just not the most sexy sex. And then it actually is uncomfortable at first after C-sections too. And you would think because nothing's coming out of that area, that wouldn't You're be still true. Tight your though, ab, right? your, your, I mean, your abs are yeah. pretty put together. Yeah, exactly. And there's this, what Kayla said is very true. So when you first have a baby time flies by yeah. and you're not sleeping at night, you'll be up every couple hours with the baby. And if you're nursing even more so, because as much as, you know, PJ might want to share duties with you, there's really only so much he can do if you're nursing. Um, and you're tired and your hormones drop. There was a dad, I can't remember which dad it was, that was like, 
tell PJ, maybe it was my uncle that was like, tell PJ for the first like six to eight weeks, nothing of what you say, like is you're just going to be mean. And I was like, I'm going to be mean. I mean, I already feel a little bit sassy, but mean you might not be mean but i mean no one's their best self when they're overtired and yeah, as yeah. much as and then a and lot your of hormones times are dropping so i can imagine exactly and yeah. so and also what happens with that hormonal drop i mean it 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 gets very emotional and you can you can feel like you're in this bliss and then you can also feel like why do i feel so sad when i'm when i'm so happy right mm-hmm. and then what also happens like going back to the sex part of it is things get real dry because all of your hormone levels drop drastically, which is what causes the emotional crash, but it also causes a lot of dryness. So Especially when you if do, you're breastfeeding. Yes, and really? that dryness can continue until you start having cycles again, which if you are breastfeeding can be quite a while. Really? Yes, and so until your estrogen levels come back up, you are not going to be lubricated in the way you're accustomed to. So you got to get some lube for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, you're you not ovulating. Um, though, so you're not when you're pregnant either, but you, you're you not ovulating and your hormones are low. So ovulation is what like causes you to be like, you know, jump sexy mm-hmm. time all the time yeah. Yeah. when you're not pregnant. And then your hormones, all your hormones are like, you know, super high wow. when you're pregnant. So it really, it really has less to, to do with your intellectual desire has more to do with your physical condition in that moment. That six to eight weeks will fly by and you might be like, you might be super ready. When Ty and I had our first baby pretty early in our relationship and I can remember never really losing the desire to have sex. It's just that it was like a little uncomfortable at first. Now, after my second baby, I had this really weird thing happen where my doctor basically compared it to like your hymen growing back. He said that basically it can rupture when whenever you first have sex, but it also sometimes just stretches and then the lack of hormone can cause it to tighten again. And so it was like, there was a wall inside of my vagina. And so it was like, she could not have sex. Well, I could, but it was incredibly uncomfortable for both of us. Oh, really? Because even him. Yeah. like hitting a wall. He was like hitting a wall. And then I would like wince. And it was, and the doctor basically said it might self-correct once your hormones um, you know, go back to normal or we can do a little like surgery and like cut that tissue that's blocking the area that's right now. Crazy. The body's wild. The body is wild. It and the last thing the I wanted, hymen. yeah, the last thing I wanted to do after having a C-section was like go and have surgery again mm. and thankfully yeah. it corrected and I didn't go through it with my first or my third. I mean, we were like the first time we had sex after my my littlest baby. I was like, okay, fingers crossed that there's no wall, right? And I never expected that because I like I was, you know, I felt ready for that, but then physically, my body was like, (laughs) oh, I have a big piece of advice. So I tore pretty bad um, because scared of the tear. Well, I pushed for I pushed too long. I was induced and. Typically, when you're induced, you're going to have a longer and more painful labor just because your body's being forced to do something. You shouldn't have to push for two and a half, three hours just because your body will just naturally get there. Well, I did. And I tore pretty bad just because of all of that aggressive you would pushing. Think, you would think that a longer like would a, like stretch things out right, and everything because like, you, you take time to grow it forward no I had a violent childbirth and um, <laughs> so bad I'm gonna share something that we're gonna have her so scared by the time she leaves well, I, no, you know what look, I have I'm my bubble right I'm, I'm doing hypno babies I have my bubble of peace anything that you say is just awesome to know but I'm not gonna be fearful of it that's, that's the perfect right. attitude so <laughs> well that baby's coming out one way or another tore, so there's only so much you can do yeah. <laughs> when I tore there was a little piece of skin that decided just to like oh yeah kind of tear out like what so, I. What do you mean by that? I. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Wait, what? Can, no, we might need to edit this out. <laughs> no, I love I this. I honestly this is... have just like a piece of skin that is still just like a third labia. N- no, Ish. it's it's just like a, it's like a string. Does it hurt? <laughs> no, but like it's it's made it weird. I like feel like I could just take fingernail clippers and clip it off. Like it's just like this like little piece of skin. That Why got, do like, I feel re- like one day you might ask me to do that? <laughs> dip these yeah, in there's real, one of us that's, that's gonna do it it's me yeah, you know, it's Corey, I'm gonna spread can you just like clip this piece of skin off like it's gonna be fine we're gonna cauterize it it's, it's like gonna that, be it's fine like, you know when you burn your the top of your tongue when you eat pizza or something like a, like a cheese and you have like that little thing uh-huh. that hangs off that's that, what I mean yeah but that. it's like it's it's bigger than that oh. but what did the doctor say so this is what I was so mad about when I went in for my six-week checkup I was like all right doc 
Um, what are we going to do about this situation? Because every time I wipe, I feel like I'm getting a high five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are we going to do about this? Because this is, I like. Does John give it high five? <laughs> Give a little wiggle. He just wants to braid it. Like more of you to love. <laughs> this is he terrible. You know, just like grab everything down there. Like, and just, Give it here, baby. <laughs> you know, like vagina hair in your arm Does it wobble to and throw? Can you tie it in? A, can <laughs> you tie it in a bow? Um, no, but I asked my doctor. I'm like, okay, so when they were stitching me up, why would they not like? trim that why like why that there why would they leave that there that clearly fell from something and <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure like, what it fell from like a temple like falling here like, it yeah. clearly <laughs> fell off the wall it fell from so it was shit. like so basically it was my hymen completely got ripped and just like it, it's like attached by one tiny did, thing but what did he say so there's they, they well, don't want a medical then take at it out six weeks my husband was so excited to have sex with me i wasn't gonna say oh by the way they clipped me we have to wait another six weeks so i was just like oh you know whatever so i mean 21 months later it's still there okay so that brings me to my next question okay then. But yeah, that was the sex question. Just expect yeah. anything. Okay. Hers grew shut, mine fell out. Like, <laughs> things can happen. Things can happen. Things can open or close. But you're getting a baby. <laughs> I love oh it. God, it's so funny. Okay, okay. So the next one, well, it's not really a gross question, but this is, this is, I had just come from the OB today. So that is like, I'm, I'm not terrified is the wrong word, but I am a little anxious about these LD nurses and, and not knowing who's going to be in the room with me and, and maybe not vibing or driving. Like I literally bought, I'm telling you probably $250 worth of like labor and labor and delivery, like nursing gifts, like just to make sure they like me because I'm, I'm so worried about these strangers coming in and feeling all around in there. And then me not being comfortable or liking that team. Well, I will say nothing went according to plan with my birth. And I think I had, I was in labor for, 36 plus hours, 38 hours. And I had three different shifts of teams in there, mm. which was about like six different nurses. And I mean, there was a couple that I didn't care for. I'm not going to lie. But at the end, you're not focused on them when you're in the room. And so it feels like cause I was super worried that I wasn't going, my doctor wasn't going to deliver me. And that really like made me nervous. But once you're in the room, it's really in, ex- yeah. insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you that was, that also, was just a, that was a hard lesson for me to learn though that my doctor is not could be, possibly not be the delivery doctor because in your mind I think I think I mean many women who are not pregnant or and get and on the road or like first time women like going through it no one really no one really gives you like a roadmap of those things right there's so much to learn about the baby and your body growing that the the institutional part of of birth like your OB and the checks and the the different like blood things you have to draw and then like the 20 week, like all of these things felt so new. So when I, my doctor was like, oh yeah, like there's a rotating list of doctors that come in. I'm so used to like, you know, like the Hollywood birthing things that you see on TV where like the doctor's on call and like, you know, you call your doctor yeah, that and, and that's happen. it. Yeah, like the, the, what is it called? The, what's that? Uh, uh, this is us doctor, you know, like comes in. Oh and, yeah. The family um, doctor. Yeah. Like, and so I, you just think that that same person's with you the whole time and that, and I get, I get that I probably in the moment won't care or not care, but I won't be focused on them, but it's like, I, I'm so already, I feel like I'm already so anxious about like, this is my baby. You're having any, a doula, right? I have a doula there too. No. And you have PJ that wouldn't be there. Yeah. Those are your advocates. You are allowed to state what you want and need. Yeah. If there is someone like, if there's a nurse being an asshole to you. Fire her. That's you can voice that. Then. But I would say I've had the same experience as Kayla where there's a nurse or two that will like give you a really, a really uncomfortable cervical check or, or if like afterwards, um, you, you, the uterus massage, the uterus massage comfortable. some will do this really intense. So you oh, probably, what? you don't even know about that. See, right? no, what okay. is a uterine check? So your uterus expands to a massive size. It's usually the size of an orange. Uh-huh. And by the time you give birth, I mean, you can see because how like big a, is your belly? Like a watermelon, right? And it's very important that your uterus starts to contract back down in size relatively quickly. And they come in periodically and they massage your uterus, which if you had a C-section- From the inside or from the, from the outside? outside? From the outside. So okay. it's like, it's like your belly. Like, like a belly massage, an like abdominal. like this and they'll push like this. And I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, it's it's not pleasant. If you've had a C-section- I mean, It doesn't feel pleasant now. Oh, right. Corey, I didn't even If you've had a C-section, that. it's incredibly unpleasant. I but can't there are nurses who do it and it hurts. 
And there are nurses who are so gentle and they're like, yeah, you don't have to go, like you don't have to do it really hard like that. I had nurses who really explained every medication they were trying to hand to me because I like to know what's going in my body. I had another who basically came in and said, you need to take this and this. I'd already said that I didn't want narcotics unless I my pain level was unbearable. Yep. And they tried to give me a couple things that I said, I told my husband, I, he knows me and I was so out of it because I'd had a C-section. And she's like, I'm like, well, what are these? Because these are different medications than I did last time. And she goes, oh, well, I mean, I just give, gave these to someone yesterday. And yeah, I was like, that's okay, that is, that's not actually, that doesn't make me want to take them. And so my husband really, like, he was my advocate. He looked them up and he's like, Corey, read this real quick. And it said that there was a contraindication between the two medications she was trying to give me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that right now. Thank you. I'll talk to my doctor. And if he really feels like this is important, he can explain to me why he thinks that's important. And right. she was like, okay. But the default was to go like, oh no, you should just take this. Yeah. Cause everybody else is taking it. So, so she's right. PJ and your doula are there to have a voice when you are worn out. Yeah. And that, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm glad I made that decision because I made it late in the game. I like mm -hmm. it at like seven months. And I was like, the one thing I know that I, I don't know is ha about have, having the baby like that. Yeah. We're just going to go for it. It's the first time. So having like a birth plan, even though it may not go to plan, right. just something that in, in there says, Hey, these are the things I want. Because I think when you go into the doctor's office, you know, especially, you know, you just find out you're pregnant they have a routine and that's great, right? That's the system they set up. But like, no, I don't, it's almost like you need a whole class on all the things that are about to happen. Oh my gosh. And there's not enough time. Yes. Well, you, you can know? have an if then birth plan too, just yeah. FYI. Yeah. So you can have a, this is my number one preference, but if this happens, then I would like this. Yeah. So for me, it was, if I have to have a C-section, I want my husband to, or myself to have skin on skin time with the baby yep. immediately. Yep. So but, those are choices you can down make. Down to the drugs though, like yeah. that, you know, it came really, what happened was the idea of having the doula was because I, I had one interaction with my OB and something was said and I was like, oh wow, what else am I not asking? Right. She, she right. said something I, she gave, she like, she like threw out something like, I think it was like the TDAP or something that I just wasn't ready for. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, there's, there's stuff I have to get. Like, and I was like, what am, what else am I missing when I'm not asking? Cause you know, you go into the, the routine, the routine visit and they're like, how are you? How's the baby? Okay. Let's measure the baby. Let's do the baby's heart rate. Anything funky happening with you? No, cool. Have a great day. Right. Yeah. So I cannot remember. I, I think it had to be the TDAP vaccine where I was like, well, what is that? And what does it do? And I hold on a second. What else am I not asking about what will go in? Yeah. And that's when the doula, you know, comes in the, and they have these awesome pre-written stuff that has been passed down for however long. And I'm reading some of the things that she has of like what you can say yes and no to. And, and I was like, wow, there is just like, there's just so much in a birth. You know, and it's you not know just what? having the baby. There's also a lot after the birth. You you kind of feel like, and, and now I want to go back to the nurse thing. I do want to say I've had some of the most lovely, amazing, empowering nurses who I felt like had my back, looked out for me, made me feel comfortable. I mean, there was Agreed. one where like I've stood up and been like, oh, wow, I literally just bled all over your shoes. And yeah. she couldn't have been more calm and just, well, I mean, so I want to say that the majority are amazing yeah. and you're going to be in great hands. But there is a lot after the fact too, where I think, and especially in our country more than anywhere else, like there's just the, the information about what's happening to you postpartum and the care you get postpartum mm -hmm. is just not there. You're basically sent home and it's like, well, if you get a fever, let us know. Yeah. And beyond that, you're like, what's happening with my body? Like, Different things can happen after each pregnancy. I was having these like debilitating gas pains after my second child. So much so that I was like, can this level of pain doubled over in the bathroom be, be normal? Like internal bleeding yeah. or something? Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot that you feel like, wow. I mean, and you put it perfectly saying, I don't know what I don't know what to ask. Mm -hmm. It's so true. You're like, yeah. you know, wait, what else am I? In fact, postpartum probably scares me more than the birthing part. Because yeah. again, not only is my body going back into life changes, right? Like figuring everything out and putting things back together. But I have a whole human being that I've never, ever been responsible taking care of. And, and they send you and, home with them. Yeah. And, 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 like, here you some, go. Yeah, there's like some TikTok out there that was like, have you ever made children? Have you ever made people? Like that? I'm their leader. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? This little thing is just going to cry at me. And I'm supposed to know exactly what that means. You will. Every, but see, people say that. They're like, the mother instinct's going to kick in. I'm like, what if it does? I have crazy nightmares that because I think you have wild dreams pregnant, but I had crazy nightmares that like, you know, everything pops out 
and nothing works. You know, everything like the, the like the placenta, everything comes out. I'm like, oh, the baby's great. And then nothing works. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't know. It's almost like, you know, like you go to like turn on the faucet and like the water yeah. doesn't come out, you yeah. know? And so I, I think per, like mentally what I feel is that like, what if that 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 light bulb, that motherhood light bulb doesn't come out for me? It's what if, okay what if, if it I doesn't. Just, what if I'm just like stuck? It's, it's okay, okay if it doesn't. I mean, one of my greatest resources after just having babies was like mom friends and my sister already had a baby, which do that with us. Like, I don't care if it's 3 a.m. If you're like, okay, the baby's mouth is stuck on my nipple. And then it's like, okay, well, you take your pinky and you very gently, or the baby won't latch. Those kind of, I mean, I have literally taken like a friend's boob and like helped put it in a Done baby, the you hamburger. know? You guys, I feel like when I started nursing Loxley, you guys have got so many boob pictures and this what is this what is this what is this what is this yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's good like even like the post care to have have your tribe of friends that you can ask it's so important ask anything so mm. Corey, you know what's funny i can't even think there's been at least five or six times there's probably been more than that but specifically i can remember in loxley's like first three to four months of life where she's like oh caliph you just do this and blah blah, blah. i'm like Really? I can't even think of what that you told me so many random little facts that I had no idea. When you hear those things from other moms, take them, embrace them. But at the same time, if a mom is sharing, I don't want to say even advice, if she's sharing her experience, if that doesn't make sense for you, feel free to throw it out the window too. Yeah. Not everything every mom tells you is going to be true for you. Yeah. It's not all going to work for your baby. Yeah. So I think that the best you can do is like take advice, piece it together where it works for you and throw the rest away. And what will happen, which is kind of magical, is that you will have this bond with your baby where there are certain things. You just know. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and it's be, it's not because you know how to do it. It's because you know them. Yeah. That's wild. All right. Next question. So knowing that I will be a working mom. Right. I'm, I'm going to go back to work, whatever timeline that is. I'm telling myself I'm not going to take the 12, full 12 weeks, but we'll see. Childcare terrifies me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I've never been. I've I'm got a, I'm nothing. A, I haven't figured I'm it out. <laughs> I'm an extremely trusting human being. I mean, I, I meet people and I love them instantly, but I just start to think about my kid and I'm like, I like what, what don't, what don't I know when I'm not home? And I, yeah. I, I don't even like going down the road of like all the other possibilities that are really terrible, but just yeah. like, what if someone forgets to feed her or what if like her diaper is, you know, too long and then she gets a rash or like, what if they don't call me when something's going on? Or like, what if, what if I choose the wrong care provider and then something happens and I'll feel guilty for the rest of my life? Like, I don't know what just switched from like, I would jump off a bridge and, and not even think about it to like d total fear. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a weird, it's a weird chip that I've never had. And maybe it'll go away when the baby's finally here and I'm comfortable and I can, I can see other people holding her, but just knowing that there may be like this hint of a stranger coming in and taking care of her while I'm gone and me having to trust that she's going to be okay. Well, that's, I mean, you are being hormonally driven to have that worry right now. Yeah. So that's one thing that just intellectually it's nice to know is that everything in your hormonal profile is driving you to protect that baby. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what makes you an amazing mom though. But it, <sighs> it is terrifying and it is hard to balance the protective mechanism with the worry. Um, but I also think, this is just my opinion, mm -hmm. um, because some people wait a really long time to ever leave their children in the care of anyone. Yeah, it took it took Caleb forever. I've never left Loxley overnight. See, I don't think I with can. Anyone, I mean, yeah. I'm with I'm, any. I'm, I'm in that moment because here's here's where I'm at with that. Just and and I'm sure you guys are. I, this is probably going way down the rabbit hole, but I, you know, there's we do live in a really strange world, and and things have happened to children. And I think for me, knowing, um, doing some of the work for you know child trafficking and things like that in my head, I'm like, God, I never want to put her in a position where she's too small to tell me something wrong happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, and when will she be old enough to say, Hey mommy, this, somebody touched me here or somebody did something. I don't, if it's, I don't, I'm going to cry, but it freaks me out yeah. to like think that somebody could do something and I wouldn't either know, or she wouldn't know how to tell me. Yeah. And I couldn't kill that person. You know what I mean? So right. like, that's, yeah. that's where I'm at is like, it sounds really strange because that's way down. Like, no, I think that makes you like, sound just like, like, just like, Hey, mom. somebody took an extra drink, like too soon to change your diaper to like, 
you know, way. like that's like that's yeah. all the way down there. But well, that's where my mind goes. And the weird thing is that even even at the phase I'm at, you know, you can still have the extreme worry. And a lot of that just comes with being a parent. Like I remember my dad telling me the moment you have kids, you worry forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that is very true. But the weird thing is that when you're actually in it, so I had a lot of, of anxiety um, and worry, postpartum anxiety and stuff. And the visions in my head were just truly horrific. Yeah. The very first time I left my oldest with a sitter and she ended up being so amazing. She was, she would watch him like a few hours a day, a few times a week. And I still keep in touch with her. She's amazing. But I mean, I legitimately had these visions of like, what if I come back to a bloodbath? Mm -hmm. I mean, I legit, and I had, I had vetted her. She had all this criteria. And now for my youngest, I mean, I have three nurses that work at the hospital that you I have gave birth. amazing sitters. Amazing sitters. I didn't and leave I'm like, Boxley until 11 months. Like that was the first time she had a sitter. Yeah. But the, it's also important for them and for you to find your comfort within that because it's important for you and your partner to have that time. It's important for yeah. you to have that time for yourself. It's, yeah. it's, it's important. You don't want to develop a codependency with your baby either because you're so protective. And now there's a lot of schools of thought on this, right? So this is one of those gray areas where you go, you could have all the opinions in the world thrown at you. And at the end of the day, you have to go with what you feel comfortable with. But in terms of childcare, I think the biggest thing is just like you try to separate your gut feelings with your worry. So what is your worry that about is the, the world? the best advice because trust your gut, but yeah. like worries are, worries they, come and They go. can be extreme. This is again where, I mean, we can't say enough like mom squad, right? Like, yeah. like your tribe, your, your people. Mm -hmm. The first person I ever left my oldest with was a friend of mine and she yeah. would nanny on the side and I left my baby with her for the first time and then he was having a meltdown and it's only because like the milk was a weird temperature or something. But she was like, he's fine. He's fine. And I didn't leave the dinner I was at with my husband and go home. And that was really hard for me. But it's almost like once you do it once, mm. you can mm -hmm. do it again. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have the worry. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't like think about stuff, obviously. Yeah. But once you get past that first or second time of leaving them, uh, you go, okay, they're fine. I'm fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I, I will say when you're talking about friends, that was, I think that's what really started the the spiral was yeah. you, you have a, I mean, it, and, and it, it's true. Like I, I, I was always the person when someone was like, when you're a mom, you'll know. And I'm like, oh, okay. I hate this line, but it's, it's as I'm getting there, I really am reevaluating my friend group and yeah. not, not in like, I'm better than you or whatever, just man, can I, can I trust you in this situation? Can I lean on you for this right now? Or are you in a different part of your life that I'm not going to be able to follow that path anymore, you yeah. know? And so having a core group of friends as long as I did and, and, and sitting back and going, ah, I don't know, um, makes me reevaluate just anybody, right? Because now, sure. now I'm like, how do I, how do I even, like we, we lost friends in, in this too. And it, it, it was a really weird battle because it, it shouldn't, a child should never be the reason why people split up friendships. So I'm like, if I can't trust friends, like who else can I, I trust? I think things just like shift a lot because I, I feel similar to you. And Corey, you might you might have been in this boat when you had Radley where, I mean, before having Loxley or before actually becoming friends with Corey and Jen and everything, all of my friends were single and, and just, I was the only married one. I was the only one. And it was like a really weird kind of vibe. And my husband and I were trying for kids and we were going through some losses, but I had no, I had no tribe. I had no people. And I was like craving that tribe. And, I, and kind of similarly, when I was going through that, I lost a lot of friends because we didn't really have that bond anymore. I wasn't going out. I wasn't like doing that kind of stuff. And that's kind of when I started hanging out with Corey and it was just so refreshing to have I think it's important to realize that you can have friends in different chapters of your life it doesn't make you love them any less it just means that they're always not going to be the main characters in those chapters you know mm -hmm. and I think it's okay to shift that from time to time because not everybody is meant to always be in every single chapter of your life and in like just this prevalent character you know and I think if you're evaluating that and you're seeing those circles shift that's okay 
that's told that's there's totally also a very okay. real thing that happens where that you can probably already feel where you can look around and see the people around you and think who would I want to, to leave hold, my baby? Not even leave your baby, hold your baby. Hold yes, your baby. Yes. Who would I want to hold my baby in those early months? Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's again, it doesn't mean that you think anything bad about anyone in your circle, but it's like, you know, I mean, Kayla, she would come over and hold my baby while and, and make me dinner. Like, so it would be like, she's doing two things for me. Yeah. She's literally cuddling my child so that I know they're okay. Giving me a minute and like feeding me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, who I did, lied to Corey how many eggs I made her. Yeah. She was like, you need the postpartum calories. Yeah, I think I made you like, what? I didn't care. Five, and you told five eggs. She told me after. Yeah. She, afterwards. She goes, like, yeah, you just ate five eggs. It was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just going to put a couple of eggs. And I made this like spinach, like omelet, trying to get, you know, all of these nutrients in her. And, and she was like, oh, I'm not she that made hungry. Me, um, she made me lactation cookies that made me very farty. I, but Aww. and then later she goes oh they made me farty too but I was hoping they wouldn't make you farty I'm like you gave me fart cookies on purpose <laughs> Brittany do you want me to get you fart cookies I would love that I mean, they're hey, really good ga- better out than in right I gotta gotta get that gas out but somehow. you could probably look around you could look around and be like who would I want to literally hand my baby yeah, to I mean yeah. I mean, this is more in like the family realm too but, uh, we were talking about my, my I don't want to go down too much of this road but family has been a little bit of an issue with the baby of, of because I'm the first grandbaby um of the first baby of the you know my grand my grandmother was a, yeah. i think she was the first well but like it's kind of like, this is my first baby and so everybody in the family has their idea of like who fighting over who needs to be there first to see the baby oh, or all that this that's is a, a whole other oh. subject oh my why is that a thing oh yeah by the is, way it is a thing so there's there is this one person and you know my mom's husband i love him this is not like a, a, a diss on him i'm sure they're gonna hear this and they're gonna take offense because my mother's taking offense to everything during my pregnancy but um he smokes quite many mm. packs a day yeah and i think about them coming and i'm like i don't i don't want my baby around smoke yeah and i don't even know how to tell her that which is probably gonna listen to this and be like oh thanks for telling me on a podcast but i <laughs> i it, it's it's not because i don't love them or i don't want them or i i just i don't it's not gonna be you don't want that smell on your baby yeah and you don't want your baby breathing in that yeah, yeah and I, that's fair and that's i and so i don't know fair. how to have that conversation without sounding judgy judgy and that's kind of the on the road of other friends too is like there are certain things like hey i don't want you guys when you come over the baby there's i don't i don't want drinking in the first couple months i don't i just i don't want anybody to be in any way loopy yeah and around in your baby. fear of dropping yeah. the baby yeah you know mm-hmm. and i don't i know that sounds weird because i'm not the, i'm not a judgy crazy person do whatever you want like the baby shower i'm like everybody get drunk but like when the baby's here like i just want everybody to be careful because I'm nervous. I think you just sound like a mom. I don't think you sound judgy at all. But I mean, I think it's as simple as, hey, I don't want any like toxins or smoke or inebriation inebriation <laughs> around my bad kid. juju like yeah. i'm like i don't know like like yeah. i just i, think I don't you're want valid and i think you know if you if you set that boundary and say hey this is how it is and i am going to set this boundary for everybody that's around my child and i think that's completely healthy and normal well, then and it's not personal yeah. Yeah. yeah and if somebody is going to get offended by your boundaries then i think that's okay sometimes i mean i had loxley during the height of the pandemic and my mother-in-law lived in California and I made her come out here and quarantine for two weeks before she could come see Loxley. Cause that's just that, that was the time we were in. And I, and she actually stayed in one of Corey's Airbnbs for two weeks. So she came out here, was in Tennessee, didn't get to meet her granddaughter and just had to stay quarantined for two weeks before she met her because that's where it was. And that's what made, that's what I felt I needed to do to protect my child and I don't have any regrets on that. Even though I, I feel differently now, I don't have any regrets because I did the best thing I could to keep my child safe. And I think if you have those instincts, no matter who it is, my, my mother-in-law is a lovely person. And But I had to draw a line that was, you know, this is how I feel. I don't want you getting off a plane and then holding her in the middle of a pandemic yeah. or that we don't know yeah. anything. And that and that's just, it is what it is. It's not about you. It's not about them. It's, about it's the not baby. about anyone else. It's that's about right. the baby. Yeah. And that's, and I think as long as if they don't respect that or if someone has an issue with that, then you just got to let that go because there's going to be so many more hardships down the road yeah. that it's just it's not the hill you want to die on. You yeah. set those boundaries because you're doing it for her. Yeah. Speaking of boundaries, 
How many how many diapers does does dad get to change in the first? Like I'm I'm like, hey, your poopy diaper situation. Yeah. Where does that start, and how do we get there? Oh my gosh, I feel is like he a, is he pushing back on diapers? He's not pushing back, okay. but he's not like he like he. Oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble. He's like he's like, <laughs> I got this. This is gonna be. I just have a feeling that we're gonna get to a poopy diaper, and he's gonna be like, what the. <laughs> okay, well, I have to tell you that the early diapers look like tar. <laughs> they look like, like tar, yes. and then they look like mustard seeds. Yes, that's right. But they, they they, the thing is that they don't even smell bad in the beginning. It's mm-hmm. a great place you just to start. Get, you just get over. I feel like bodily functions just go out the window. The, they know, do. They're nasty now with a 20 month old. That's when the poops are like, it's a, gross. That's oh, actually, when they're on solids and it's like adult poop in a diaper that you're cleaning up. That's when it's gross. The yeah. baby stuff is like it's runny. It cleans up really easily. The bums are so teensy. <laughs> it's really not that bad. You, you psych yourself out. Yeah. Um, if he thinks he's going to be good with it, he'll probably be good with that. My husband yeah. See, I think he's a little over overconfident. I think he's going to get there and be like, oh, I would take overconfident. We had to talk John into changing a poopy diaper. You know, he didn't he, change one for ages. Was, yeah, we it, shamed him on the podcast. It was, <laughs> we were like, yeah. well, we are was it like two or three weeks before he changed a poopy at diaper. Least. It was really you, it bad. Was, it was a while before he changed the diaper at all because he started with pee. Yeah. And then we had to like pee. ease him into it poop. It was two weeks before he touched a diaper. Yeah. And they shamed him on the podcast. <laughs> and then he changed. Like jokingly. We I love, love him. it. We were like, okay, and, we're calling you out, John. But now he, I mean, he does it, but Loxley will get a red bomb whenever like, it's literally every Wednesday night. I come home and she has a red bomb. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I have to do the cat litter boxes. I'm like, you still have to change your daughter's diaper. Oh my gosh. We have like a ton of animals. And so he's like, Oh, same. We have four. We have four dogs. Oh my gosh, girl! I get you. I'm so. Uh, can worried. I tell you something really funny? Yeah. I didn't know I had dogs until I brought a baby home. Because before that, they were always my children. They were okay. That, they like lay, yeah. they lay in my bed with me. Oh yeah, yes, my dogs were everything. And then all of a sudden, Kayla was like, "Did we feed the dogs?" Yeah, I'm not oh, even kidding. No, you. that's my worry. That's another worry I we have. Went, is I'm just going to be like, we went to. I'm 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 animal protective services is going to come in here. <laughs> We went two days without feeding our dogs on Peter? accident. How did they? How did you know you went two days? Are you well, sure it wasn't like a day and a half, or maybe just like a? Day? It might have been like a day and a half. It was definitely over. It was definitely. It was the second night. John was like, "Hey, did you feed the dogs today?" I'm like, "No, I thought you did." He's like, "Oh crap." And I was like, wait, you didn't, didn't you do it last night? And he's like, no, I did this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when's the last time we fed the dogs? And we were like, oh, when my sister was here, which was like the night, like two nights before. <laughs> and it was like a really big deal. And I felt really bad and we were but they crying. Were, they, but the, the dogs were okay. They were like, oh yeah, they were just like, they're like great food coming. Yeah. And, I mean, they were really they can't tell time. They were fine. <laughs> and I like, will, we ate. I'm sure you gave them a scrap or something like a hamburger. I mean, they get like, they get like, like little table scraps and stuff. So they're fine. They had water, but we were like, oh my gosh, we're awful, awful people. Yeah. And, and then you realize that your dogs are around because you have this little thing that you love more than anything. And you're like, stop, stop. And it's, and then all of a sudden you feel really bad because you're not treating the dog the same and it's not their fault. It's your fault. I'm already getting to that point because the littlest one. (laughs) The littlest ones are like a like a true. We just our newest rescue, but she, he's like a true like scrappy dog, you know. So he's a tiny little thing, and he sits by my feet. And God help me, I was like, I'm gonna fall. I've I've almost fallen over him three or four times. Oh my gosh! And I literally yesterday I was like yelling, and I felt so bad because I I never yell at the dogs, right? And so I like I look down and I'm like. George, if I fall over you with this baby, I'm gonna kick you across the room. And I, and I was like, I was like, why that, did I just get that so sounds mad? Like me with my three children, I'm, I'm forewarning this you, dog that has no idea what I'm saying. Moments. Oh, I just posted that today. It's like so the best cute. thing ever. Uh, you know, what? I can't I'm, wait for them to bond. But that it's just me, like just this tiny little thing, like right by my feet. And I'm just imagine like, holding the baby. Yeah, and then tripping up. Oh my god, I'm I'm terrified. You'll of be fine. You'll be fine. You will sacrifice your body over that baby. Corey and I both have had scratched up knees because we've almost oh fallen. God. Yeah. But it's it's gonna be fine. But I will say with the animals, just they good thing they're dogs and not cats, because cats are jerks and they hold grudges. Dogs <laughs> will like love you anyways and they won't miss a beat. Yeah. Like dogs are a, the best. We have a feeling that one of the dogs is so the the two huskies, they kind of they kind of they're just like instinctually they're always by me somehow here. And there's one that we have a we have a feeling will be the bond between her and, and I just I just know it. Like I just know. So I'm like, okay, at least she'll she'll bond with one and they'll have the like the little feeling because 
I just I don't want them to feel I don't know it's gonna be it's gonna they're be gonna a, be a fine. Total shift they're gonna be fine it's all gonna be fine I mean that's yeah. the biggest thing I think that's a lesson that's the biggest fine. lesson is it, it will be it's better all than scary fine. it's new but it is beautiful it's hard it's confusing there's so many opinions but if you if you lean into what feels right for you as you bring this baby home as you learn her, as she learns you, as you and PJ learn each other as parents, and you don't worry too much about anyone else, you're going to be fine. In my favorite saying, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be beautifully hard. So PJ and I are, I've been together for three years, and I like, I mean, I barely even poop in front of him, you know? Like yeah. You I don't to, poop in front of Jonathan, never have. No, me, but, he, but he's caught, I accidentally had to bend over and... <laughs> <laughs> pregnancy toot I didn't mean to but like I went to bend down and it was like and we both like looked at each other like, oh shit. like are we acknowledging this yeah like three years in and I like I, I was like oh I don't know what that was it was a duck or something you know? yeah quack <laughs> but like you know and he's he's caught like the end of the bathroom and he's like smelling he's like oh I know what you did and I'm like ah oh, go somewhere you know I've tried to be quite quaint and quiet about it but saying that like he, we're going to be, I'm going to be in a room. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining myself not wanting any clothes because it's going to be hot in there. Right. I was naked Pushing, the entire time. I'm, I'm going to be naked, but you're in a really vulnerable position. Like, I pooped like, the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. Like we're going to, we're going to be get through this. You right? pooped yeah, on the you table. Okay. You're going to be fine. We're going to get, he's going to get through. I'm just worried about him being like, Oh my God. You know this what's is weird like though? They, yeah, but I almost love you. That's right. So much. Okay. So John for Valentine's day, he just posted. I, I feel like the most unattractive picture of me and and Loxley, they and it was do that, don't they? it was like the worst picture. And I and I always the worst angle. Called him out, and I was like, <sighs> I had no makeup on. I was doing bedtime with Loxley, and it's just a picture of me holding her. And he's like, I love you with no makeup. I love you like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, you can leave it up. Like it's it's so the way you and PJ will just like fall in love with each other so much more once this little and just he's not the last thing he's gonna do is think you're this like barbaric woman I, know, I already have a bag with him like with his name on it for um uh, the padsicles and i was like just fyi like we're gonna be in diaper we're both her and i are both gonna that's, be in diaper and that's will. okay i would not worry you will bring the sexy back when the time is right i think you just i think i just worry like just is it weird to worry about it's that not weird to i just worry. in no, my mind i'm weird. like you know you you when you when you meet them you're hot and heavy and then you're like yeah like even through pregnancy like i feel sexy and then i'm like wow i'm gonna be I think it's just the stubborn in control independency of me to be like, I don't want anyone to see me vulnerable. But the weird thing is that, so Ty Ty and I got pregnant when we'd only been together six months and you definitely are not like farting in each other. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I mean, you're, you're still in that phase of where you're on your best behavior and you Mm want to be your best self and all those things. And I, I knew who was my person when we got surprise pregnant. I wasn't worried about that. I was worried that our relationship was so good that introducing this whole new element so soon was going to throw us off Mm -hmm. and mess up this amazing thing we had. And instead, it just made us closer because we'd been through this thing together. So, I mean, he obviously had a C-section, so it wasn't like leg spread. I remember being like, do not look down there. I do not want you to see my vagina exploded open. (laughs) I mean, I just, and then in the moment, I doubt I would have cared. Yeah. But he, he talks about when he stood up because the the doctor was like, okay, ready to meet your baby. And the baby pulled, I mean, I'm sorry, the baby, the doctor pulled the baby out of my body during the C-section. And Ty's like, the weird thing is that I didn't see you cut open. I didn't see blood or incisions. Yeah. I saw our baby. And that is what PJ is going to see. Yeah. I don't care what he sees yeah. on a table or the grossness and weirdness. And because afterwards there will be a bunch of stuff too. I mean, this is another thing that I don't think I fully knew. I knew that I, because I'm nerd out on science and I knew I had, you know, this certain blood volume and water volume and all these other things. Like I love to know stuff. Yeah, same. And I didn't, what I didn't necessarily appreciate was that all that had to come out. And so you're like sweating through your clothes at night. You're bleeding and bleeding and, and bleeding. And you're going to stink. Your, st- your body odor. Like stink. Well, and after. All the time. So 
I mean, we've talked about the boobs, right? The pr- like the postpartum boobs with when the milk comes in, it's you, like it can look like there's rocks under your skin. Yeah, there's all this weird yeah, and and the level of sweat and body odor and all that stuff is other level. But I am telling you that the father of your child is only going to see a woman who just had his baby that he's in love with. I will say that I I do feel. Um, um, I wrote something about him the other day that like our this journey and I know like everybody has their own journey in fatherhood and stuff but I have I have a lot of deep dark e- issues with fa- fatherhood and watching him um, and trusting in that that newness of it has been really great but one thing I love is when we first started about this he was you know kind of hesitant about the birthing process and I I, I really wanted a home birth I wanted to do it all like just caveman method you know and we decided on a hospital as a as a you know first time baby yeah um it wasn't in, we started doing this uh hypno babies birthing experience and it's like more meditative to like kind of calm your your body and to take the fear out of the birthing experience and it's it's been wonderful to do it with him and it was funny because i finally realized what the transformation was 6 weeks later because here we are from the very first time we're talking about birth and he said the same look you're up here and um we were at the doctor's office the other day and he said you know i actually really want to catch the baby Oh, and I was like, you do? I, I like I like he he said it to the, the doc, and I was like, N- what? We didn't even have this. Who are you right now? Yeah. So I was like, you know, you're gonna be down there, right? Like we 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 already talked about you being up here, and not. So he's like, he's like, I don't think I'm gonna care. Like I think yeah. it's I he's think not. that moment of just like grabbing my baby is gonna. He's be not even gonna look going at your vagina. There. He's yeah. not gonna look at anything. I was like, or your what? belly, or however <laughs> she comes out. I was like, just don't look. And he's like, I won't look at your vagina. I promise. But I, but you're right. He he, yeah. he said that. he's like, I think that moment. Like if I if I if if it's so like if it, the vanity is so strong that I don't want to look at the mother of my child like open and giving birth that I miss holding yeah. my baby for the first time, I'll regret it. Well, it's and a the, new type of love. It's it's so as much as we could talk about all this weird shit that happens when you're pregnant and all the hard stuff. I can't stress enough just how worth it it all is. The tired is worth yeah. it. Like you guys you are going to look. At, you like, don't care. You're going to so look crazy. at each other in a new way. Well, I mean, I. My first C-section I went through, I was so sleepy. I could barely stay awake. And I remember being like, and Ty's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I remember them telling me it's going to be like an elephant is sitting on my chest, which who tells you that? And all of a sudden there's all this pressure and like, because they're trying to push the baby out. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's all this blood flow, but I don't even remember all of that. What I remember is that our baby was crying and I remember turning to Ty and going, I like half like I was like drunk on drugs and I was like, we're gonna get to know that cry really well. And then they put like he had on scrubs and he was he had worn a suit to the hospital. He wore a suit to every birth because he said, like, I wanna make a good first impression on my babies. Oh my god. But he had taken off his shirt under his scrubs and when they put the baby on his chest, he just calmed immediately. And like that's the vision in my head. And then I was totally modest. Like, but it's like all of a sudden it's like boobs out, like nipple blisters and like, you know, bloody pads everywhere and all this weird like spit babies are spitting up and there's this you know who cares about boogers anymore pick them out with your fingers who cares there's all this like grossness goes out the window all that goes out the window and the beauty of the actual human that is half you and half him just blows everything else out of the water it's like it is a feeling like none other in life can't wait it's like the, yeah. Everything else is so small. I'm really excited about it. Well, oh. now that we've, you know, basically chatted it out. <laughs> no, I'm not scared. I, I, you know, honestly, I, the gross stuff doesn't 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 scare me so much as the emotional stuff. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing about all of this is you could tell me the placenta is going to sit in my body for a week and and ferment, and I'd be like, okay, cool, like that. Like I have, there's nothing about the functionality of birth that actually terrifies me it's more the emotional side like yeah how don't will be, we be afraid to ask for help how will she look like what if the baby like i have a, i have a true feeling because of how she is in pregnancy that that she's gonna be i mean i know she's gonna be great but like you know you just don't know like you know things that are happening and not being able to adjust and feeling like a failure because i you know in work in work life i take things so personally hmm. if something breaks on the website or so you know like you know somebody can't get on something or you know and 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 people are just telling me hey Brittany, this isn't working right hmm. it's not hey Brittany, you screwed this up right so in work life it has been always hard for me to turn around and be like okay they're just telling me something they're not blaming me 
with this baby, I feel like I'm going to have to really learn and heal and adjust that mindset because her crying doesn't necessarily mean I'm a bad mom. Yeah. Right. But it's going to feel like it. For, and I know me because I'm going to be like, why isn't she snack? Why? Why? Why can't? Why, why can't I get her to stop crying? When in reality, it could just mean she's got a diaper. I've got to change. Or she also might just need to cry. Milk, or she I mean, think about time. if you couldn't talk. Right. Sometimes Not, you just need to express vocal. energy. You right. know, yeah. just how you said, like that conversation you had with your doctor. Not everything that happens is challenging you. Yeah. You know. And I would take that advice that you were like, you feel strongly about now with that relationship with your doctor and tell yourself that like not everything your daughter does is going to challenge you. Not everything everyone's saying is challenging you. I would take that as she's going to cry. She's going to cry. She's going to have moments where she won't. She's going to have diaper rash. And it's not always your fault. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is, I think we live in a really, and not that it, other moms didn't have mom guilt before, but we do live in a different world where the social media language is. Oh, so, you're going to get judged. Like, oh, on everything, on right? If I were to, like, if I were to be like, you "Hey, she has diaper," if judged. I if I have a if I have a diaper rash and I share it online, of course, there's out of the thirty thousand moms going to be like, "It's not your fault, girl." Blah blah blah. There's going to be one mom goes, "Yeah." Well, maybe if you would have changed your diaper ten minutes earlier, and that one will set me off. Yeah, Yeah. like I'm like, oh no. So, really taking that into the 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 thought process of like, maybe I need to shut the world out just for a little bit and get my footing because where I liked asking for advice, I also invite judgment when I'm not careful about who I'm talking to. Yeah, and the truth is that all I want is to be an educated parent, and when you become a parent, you realize. This little human being, you know what? You might have an opinion about all the other human beings, but this is mine. Right. This is my human being. You feed your kid red delicious apples. I'm going for Honeycrisp, but there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. At the end of the day, and this is what we were saying kind of off air with, you know, the doctors or, or, you know, vaccines or life or education or childcare. At the end of the day, I am the sole person making this decision on my child. Yep. And how, what decisions I make affects her. And it's hard enough you're, I'm, 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 I'm on my own guilt trip here enough on, you know, how much money can I afford for childcare because of where I, you know, where I am in my life. Like I can, you know, going back Montessori to work, we were talking about whatever, that going back to work versus, yeah. you know, being People a stay home will judge mom. you on that too. Yeah. They're like, on both ends. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to make a decision. You have right? to make you a decision not, that you, works you, for you. You can't, it's too late. Baby's on her way. There's yeah. nothing, everything I'm doing right now has to be a decision for her. So yeah. It's unfortunate that you're going to be offended by it. Yeah. And I have to make a decision. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's got to live. I've got I've got to figure out what to feed her today. And if you don't like that I'm giving her chicken nuggets and I mean go give your kid a green juice and feel better about yourself. I I don't I I've got to put food on the table, right? So it's at the it's, it's crazy <laughs> to me that <laughs> well, that's, drinking green juice. That's the I, irony. I love that. <laughs> that's the irony is someone but, will give you so much crap about not doing the hep B shot and then feed their kid a bunch of processed shit. So it's like everybody has their things they could be judged about. And we can say your baby, your rules till we're blue in the face. But the truth is she has you. Yeah. She has you. She has PJ and you are her person. Yeah. And the truth is there is no, there is no true blue book, blue book, blueprint, blue balls, blue balls. There (laughs) is no, there is no actual roadmap to say, this is what you do. Right. This is, this is, this is how you raise a human, right? Like, you know, you go to Ikea and you buy like, although Adrian Culp has a book. That's true. Jen's husband has yes, many books. We do have all of them. PJ was like so excited to meet him They're at the party. They're so fun. But and we'll, we'll plug in Adrian yeah, there. Yeah, totally. There is a book. There actually is. But, but again, like it's everything's up for interpretation and, and where you are in life right. and what you can afford and all of that. Like you're not going to, you know, Crate and Barrel or whatever and you're buying a table and, and there's these directions on how to put it together and that's how you build the table and there's no other way to do it. Like it's such a diverse, parenting is such a diverse thing from religion to education to health and wellness to like just your kid like I could I could be feeding my kid green juice every day and she wakes up and says mommy I don't want any of this like and am I supposed to just force feed that to her because that's what I want for her or do I allow her yes. to figure things out and then am yes. I a bad parent because I allow her to figure you know yes no she will be having a lot of green juice but she did love it um in pregnancy I, I was craving it but it, but what i'm saying is is like that's the whole thing of parenting right is like my child is also a human that will at some point want to make her own decisions yeah and i have to allow that so yeah. that doesn't yeah. make me a bad parent no but it's just it's wild that you enter a world and even now with your podcast like people are listening in and some people are gonna go yeah i feel that i feel that and some people are gonna be like wow she's trash 
Yeah. And you just have to keep well, on going. Keep this is what on. I'll say. Cheers to the judgy moms. Cheers and judgy moms. good job for doing a better job than us. <laughs> I'm judging you, judgy mom. Yes. You were, were better than us. Congratulations. What I always say, I always say that my, my biggest pet peeve is judgy moms. And then I'm like, am I being judgy by judging the judgy moms? No, I just say congratulations. You're better than me. Yeah. Yeah. You're a better woman than I am. Good, good you for you. You win. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. As we wrap up, what is your most precious thing you're looking forward to? That's funny. I uh, I can't wait. Um, for Christmas, I got PJ this uh, boat club membership in Nashville. And um, I like can't wait for like when she's just about the right, I think three or four months you can start taking baby out. And I just have like this vision of us, like mom, dad, and baby, and just being together on the lake and just like watching the sunset with the baby. It's like, I don't know. I have this like whole vision in my head of just sitting on old Hickory or center Hill and just like enjoying it. You know, I love just being like, we, we freaking did it. We had a whole baby. Yeah. You made a whole person. I love that. You're basically a superhero. I mean, gosh, I also can't wait to breastfeed, but that's all the thing. I was like, I'm, that's <gasps> yeah. only, but I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it in case anything goes on. It'll and be I fine. Can't, I know. It's going to be fine. Oh my gosh. Brittany fine. can join our breast milk challenge. Oh, <gasps> what do you mean? Do you know about the boob Olympics? No. <laughs> okay. So we, I don't know about this. <laughs> we're, we did this TikTok that we got a lot of hate and a lot of love for. Mostly we're, love actually, yeah, surprisingly. We held a bowl and we all stood at a certain line and Swear? just- yeah, yes. see who could squirt the farthest in yep. the bowl. Yep. I'm so excited. About it was this. awesome. We need to do that. I want to say I love you. I I mean that in a real way. Like I feel this. I know the girls feel like this too. Yeah. Like I, I Kayla, we were talking about this before. It's like we met. At a, I was a totally different human yeah. way back when. And I just like this is this is the time for all of us to have met. Your warmth and positivity and just. Infectious love for people. Thank you. You have one of the sweetest hearts. Okay, I'm emotional right now. (laughs) Well, and that's that's exactly what it is, is that as much as you might get judged for what you're putting out there, you put out the real You put out all of it. Yeah. And I think that's a really valuable thing. And I think you probably don't recognize how much that means, even uh, for us to sit on this podcast and for you to talk about the things you're really worried about. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you know what a positive impact that will have on so many moms listening who maybe weren't comfortable asking these questions, weren't comfortable being honest about their worries. There are a lot of people. I feel like you're told that you either need to be, all of a sudden you're pregnant. Let's be like really conservative yeah, and act like we've never mom. had, yeah. and act like we've never totally. had sex before. Yeah. Or like <laughs> the, the immaculate <laughs> conception, right? Or it's like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. Like, let's just feel like fat and like unflattering, yeah. which you already have those moments. So you posting those pictures, I mean, there is, and there are going to be so many thousands of women out there that are mm-hmm. like, I want to do that. I feel good about myself. Yeah. I want to do that type of shoot I had, because you don't see those. I actually had a girlfriend that was like, you know, this is the first time in my life. Cause she's got a lot of friends around her. She's like, this is the first time in my life. Like I like looking at you and talking to you. I actually am excited about getting pregnant. And it, it, it comes down to like what you said, that what I admire about you is the complaining thing. It's like, yes, life is real. Meaning things happen, right? Yeah. Like you're going to not feel so good. Like right now my back's not feeling great, but I'm doing something that's more important, right? It does just because it's real doesn't mean it doesn't have to be beautiful. And I think people think that real means like always crying on the internet or always showing the bad stuff, or it means you're aspiring to something and everyone's seeing this unattainable like lifestyle that no one really wants anyway, right? Like not yeah. everyone wants to live like super lavishly and like never worry about bills. I mean, I guess maybe no one wants to worry about bills, but, <laughs> but that's not real either. But <laughs> but the cool thing about bills is that you're making money and you're yeah. supporting a family, right? Yeah. The cool yeah. thing about pregnancy is that you're making a human being and you get to find this little love. Like being real doesn't necessarily mean you can't be happy. It yeah. doesn't mean that you can't, it can't be well, beautiful. Well, it's like that people hating on people for a beautiful photo and people hating on people for an un, like a no makeup photo. Yeah. Right. You can have both. You can be completely unfiltered in moments and you can be the glam side of that where you look freaking hot in a beautiful maternity shoot and both of those are real. Right. Yeah, they can coexist. Right. Because that's life. Life is sometimes yeah. really beautiful and sometimes it's not great and that you get through it and that's a that's a lesson but i think there's everyone lives in this superlative world of it's got to be this way or that way it has to right, be the, in a box i don't feel good i hate my pregnancy everything sucks or you're not addressing the fact that like 
you just farted in front of your boyfriend. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, we, we talked real. about when we started this podcast, we felt like that was the extremes that existed in the mothering world yeah. where it's like, you're either acting like motherhood is perfect or you're acting like motherhood. You're always like a disheveled mess. Yeah. And for us, we we're wanted like, to find the balance where we just talk about it. It sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes it's messy, but it, most of the time it's just real. Like it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so people already know where to follow you, I guess. At so. Brittany Taylor. At Brittany Taylor, yeah. My name is spelled a little weird. B-R-I-T-T-A-I-N-Y. Mm -hmm. Looks like Brittany. Brittany. Brittany Taylor. Yeah. Brit yeah. Brittany Taylor. We are so happy you came in Thank here. Thank you, hang. guys. This is awesome. Today. I know. By, by the way, I love this. I told PJ, I was like, I'm going to take it easy. It's the last two weeks. I'm not going to do anything. And then I went to work today. And then you texted me and I was like... So I'm going to go do a podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. He was like, honey. I was like, well, it said, my doctor said I was zero dilated. So I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. Oh so we're going to go bounce on a ball real quick yeah, and try to get Brittany's yeah, uh, dilation going. <laughs> I love this. All right. Love you guys. Uh, make sure you stalk her for baby pictures in a couple weeks. Yeah. I might just do a full live birthing video. You never know. You yes. never know. $10,000. If we can scrape together $10,000, we're seeing this birth, everyone. <laughs> we're doing it live. Yes. Um, hi, my name is mom.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love you. <laughs> we'll only take 18%. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville boutique hotel whose mission is to give back to the Nashville community. As of 2021, Mission Hotels have donated over 100,000 meals, showers, beds, and supplies to those experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Visit missionhotels.com to book your experience today. Your name is Mom.